This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, we're back. It's the Man Fuse podcast. I am Kay Lee, audio producer, voice artist, sitting here with a tan co-host, Ben H., because the man has just gotten back from the beach again. Tan fused. Tan fused you are. <laughs> looking tan. You are looking you are looking quite crisp, my friend. Today on the Man Fuse podcast, we are going to talk about married life versus single life. But first, let's get an update from Ben H on his trip to the Keys. For the last 8 days, I have been out on the ocean. Every Instagram anything, it was just you photographing just beautiful blue water blue water Aqua now blue. when you got there there was a bad storm right yeah we went in on the tail end of the tropical storm which literally blew right over it and everybody was telling us oh there's a tropical storm don't go well here's the thing they're listening to the news i've got my own app that shows me the radar the storm was just moving right out of our way when we got there it was gorgeous the next day was perfect well, what happens when a bad storm comes yes. through, yes. what follows it is heaven. It was it was just incredible, man. Sunrise every day, sunset every night, up at 6 in the morning, bedtime 10, 11 at night, just absolutely going after it, man. Catching fish. You caught some swimming fish? Swimming with sharks and barracudas, flying through the ocean at 70 miles per hour. Was the water like glass any of the days? So where we were is called Isla Mirada. It's in the Florida Keys. Basically a straight line of islands below Florida. On the eastern side of it is the Atlantic Ocean and the Atlantic Shelf, where it drops off from, say, I don't know, 20 feet to thousands of feet very quickly. Right. Uh, that's on the Atlantic side, on the eastern side. And then on the western side is the Gulf of Mexico, but it's basically south of Miami. It's the Everglades, basically. And so uh -huh. they call that the back country. In the back country, it's calm, but it's shallow. And I mean six inches shallow in many areas other than these paths that have been dredged out and they're marked by little buoys. So, so back, if you go off of these paths, you're, you're stuck. Oh, yeah, you're done. And it's like coral. Oh, it'll fuck your oh, boat dude, up. Oh, dude, yeah. It, it's, and you can't go slow because of the currents and the winds will push you one way or another. I don't know. Folks out there who know about boats know at a certain size boat, you can't really go that slow because the currents. So you have to hit a certain speed to where you can really hit a line. To answer your question, the back country is typically very calm. The Atlantic side is going to be on the rougher side. 
Gotcha. Uh, but but in either case, a lot of folks look at it and they say, well, I'm going to go slow and that's how I'm going to get through rough water. Actually, the best way to get through rough water is to go fast and skip over the tops of the waves. Absolutely. Although it's pretty freaky. I well, mean, you know. <laughs> well, this takes me back. And actually, I think we need to do a podcast episode on my extreme adventure that I took yeah. through Alaska Dude, that on was a crazy. jet ski. That was but crazy. When we hit days, when I was going from um, Juneau, Alaska yeah. to Prince Rupert, British Columbia a on trip. a jet ski in five days down the inside passage. Amazing. There were times where we were hitting some some chop. Now on a boat, that's one thing. When you're on a jet ski, you are literally it's a little more personal. Six inches from the water. Yeah. Where your tendency is to slow down. Really, the best and easiest thing to do, even though it hurts, because yeah. your body is absorbing right. every smack against yeah. the water, is to basically floor that yeah, motherfucker exactly. and go over the top as yeah. much as you can. Every now and then you're going to hit one. The amount of facials I got that day <laughs> as a man, I got more facials that day. I mean, to the point where I was screaming like, yeah. no more. No more facials. Yeah, I mean, water going underneath my glasses, and I mean, just facial after facial. Yeah. And I was, I was, I was horrified. Horrified. And at first, at first, <laughs> and then I became to and love. Then I liked it. I love a good facial. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that that was an incredible trip that you did, dude. Unbelievable. Uh, but, we should dig into that more. We should. We and yeah, another, we should detail that yeah. a little bit. I think that'd be a good episode. But continue. So on the Atlantic side, off Isla Mirada, is a reef called Alligator Reef, and it's a coral reef right before the continental shelf. Uh, drop off and it's like on the drop off and there's a big lighthouse there um, i saw a picture of that actually yeah so that's called alligator reef and dude the water in the keys is blue everywhere it's gorgeous clear blue water but the water at alligator reef it's a color of aqua blue and clear it's so clear that in 25 30 feet you can see straight to the bottom you can see how the sand has been shaped by the waves, you know the lines, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. ripples in the uh -huh. sand—you can literally see the ripples in the sand from the boat. And it's twenty-five or thirty feet. Twenty-five deep. or thirty. So now think about—you put on flippers, you put on a mask, you put on a snorkel, and you dive down there, and you're snorkeling. Oh wow! And the sea life is unbelievable around the lighthouse. So the lighthouse is the point of the reef, is the shallowest point of the reefs, five feet deep or less. At low tide, and at high tide, it could be, you know, 10 feet, 15 feet deep. The sea life around the lighthouse and on the coral reef right there at Alligator Reef in the Florida Keys is astonishing. Tropical fish of every bright tropical color you could ever imagine. Um, sharks. We're swimming with nurse sharks. Oh, nice. Which are fantastic animals. They're beautiful. They're docile. They're super calm. The way they move through the water is unbelievable. They're not like sand sharks. They come up off the bottom some. They are kind of like sand sharks. So they, they kind do of, come up. But they like to hang. They the, like to hang low. Okay. And then you'll see them resting right. on the ground. And they're beautiful. I mean, I, I wanted to go up and, and just pet one, you know. And, and I, honestly, I didn't feel afraid to do so. I just didn't want to bother right. them. You know what I mean? I didn't want them to be alarmed. One of the scarier things. Are there alligators in that water? Is that why they call it alligator reef? There's no alligators. But there are barracuda, Ooh, yeah. big ones, like six, all seven over feet. the place. 
staring at you, just sitting still. And, bro, they sneak up on you. You'll be swimming along, and, oh, it's beautiful, blue, blah, blah, blah. You look to your right, bing, barracuda sitting still sideways, just like with his teeth protruding out, just looking at you. And right? they're fast. Oh, Barracudas are lightning fat. fast. There's the lighthouse, and then just about, I don't know, a couple hundred yards over from the lighthouse, there's buoys that you can tie up your boat to, and it's a deeper area of the coral reef where it's like 35 feet deep, and then it drops off at the shelf. We went over there, and we were swimming, and dude, I looked down, and I saw a barracuda, and I said, holy shit, there's a barracuda. But knowing, because I'm from Florida, and I'm you know, I just know this kind of stuff just from growing up in Florida. My next thought is barracudas travel in packs, and I only see one barracuda. They're pack hunters. Where's your fucking friend? Where are the rest of them is what I'm thinking, right? And then here they come. And so I'm in 30 feet of water. Now you're at the top, though. I'm up at the top, snorkeling. Right. Breathing from my snorkel. And I'm looking down about 10 to 15 feet where I see the one. And he was like the, he was like the point man. Where he rolled in and stopped. Most fish don't stop in no, the water. these things stop dead, dude, and they just sit there still, which is so freaking scary. Look up barracudas. Yeah, if you yeah. don't know what a barracuda oh, is. Oh, I know what a barracuda is. I'm, I mean, for the listeners oh, out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody listening, if you don't know it or you just want to be a little freaked out, Google barracuda. This guy was the point man. He was the recon, right? Okay. I'm talking about seven or eight of them, and they swim in straight lines. You know what I'm saying? Like a formation, right? Yeah, it would look like like fighter jets yeah. rolling in. You know what I'm saying? And they basically are in the water. Yeah, yeah. And, dude, I'm talking about huge. Now, they were big, six, seven-foot barracuda, but there was one. And, dude, I don't want to tell fish stories. This thing, it looked as big around as a person. Circumference. Yeah, I mean, it was like a barrel. And it looked, I mean, it looked eight to ten feet. And it was in the middle Oh. And then all the other ones were winging him. Oh, shit. And they rolled through, bro. And I was like, and dude, they're 10 feet under me. And they just swam right under me. And so they were like 10 feet under me. And they just swam right under me. And I just watched, dude. My heart's racing. There's nothing I can do. Was, was Jack in the water? No, it was just Jen and I who went. Where? Jack stayed with his grandparents for the week. Oh, you guys didn't even have your Jen son. Or a dog. Oh, shit. I thought yeah. a little, I, I guess I didn't see any photos of him. I didn't realize that you got to, yeah. to ditch the kid. Yeah. For, oh, it was wow. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. This pack of Barracuda. <laughs> that's some scary stuff. There was a photo, I believe maybe your, your wife posted. I think it was around a dock and mm. there were a bunch of fish. Were those Barracudas? No, those are probably tarpon. They're similar color, like a silver grayish color to a barracuda, but no. So you sent me a couple of photos. One, it was so beautiful, but yeah. so eerie. Yeah. And it almost looked like you guys were out on the water. Yeah. It was starting to get a little gray. Yes. These massive clouds started forming. And, yes. I, and I responded to your photo and I was like, sick. Yeah. And you responded to me. It was an intense moment. It was. So- did you guys almost get caught in a storm? Is that what was about to go down? Because that's what I took from the picture in your response. Well, the way that the weather pattern flows, it, you know, to the South Florida is basically up from Mexico, right? right? So it travels across Mexico, across the Gulf, and then it hits South Florida, and then it goes out. So you're always watching. I mean, it's tropical. And right now it's hurricane season. So you're always got to be watching your radar. So, you know, 
we're out at Alligator Reef, which How is about- How far is that from your dock? Four miles. It's about four or five miles. So not far. You could get back and- Not far, but not close either. I mean, right. four or five miles, you know, you figure if you're going 30 miles per hour, you know, it takes you, I don't know, 15 minutes, something like that. So right. it's a 15 minute, you know, 15, 20 minute ride. Anyway, not bad. I'm looking at the radar and I see red, a red cloud formation coming towards us, but it looks like it's a little west of us. It looks like it's going to travel over the land mm -hmm. and it's not going to reach us. We're just five miles offshore. So it looked to me like it was going like this, right? And it was, I was right. And so we're sitting there watching it and it's like, well, we can't go in because literally in, I mean, dude, there's lightning, thunder, booming, like you, artillery you rounds. It? Oh yeah, dude. I mean, it's literally, we're on the water, like the picture I sent you. Right. And it's right there. And that's just the outer edge of it. Ah, so okay. the outer edge of it, but dude, we're, you can't even see the land anymore and they're just getting hammered. And I'm looking at the thing, which shows me the wind patterns and everything. And that's how I can tell where the clouds are going. I see the wind pattern. I'm like, no, it's not. It's going to miss us, right? You hope. <laughs> you hope. So anyways, we're sitting there. And then all of a sudden, I heard thunder behind me. And I look back, dude. And that's the picture I sent you. Oh, shit. We had one that formed and was moving right at us. And so literally what we did is we, we found a little break in the storm on land. And we knew it was heading this way. So we literally followed, you know, the green area of the radar. We followed the green in. Oh, shit. Okay. To the, uh, to the marina. Oh, wow. And so you missed it all. Yeah, we, we didn't, we didn't even get a spot of rain. Oh, that's beautiful. But dude, when we got back, the whole resort was flooded. It was flat. I mean, it was just like, it, they got crushed. Oh, wow. Yeah. And yeah. you don't want to be on the water when that shit's happening. I no, mean, not really. I mean, rain isn't bad in and of itself, but bad wind, and then it starts to get heavy chop, and yeah. you don't want to be caught in the middle. No, of the it's the rain. wind and the big waves. I mean, it's just not It's not pleasant. I mean, we'll be okay. More dangerous, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but just like anything, in intense situations, you know, I was explaining this to my wife as well. It's important that you just stay calm. Right. You know, you just have to stay calm, especially, you know, when you're out on the water, things can happen really fast. Mm -hmm. And where people really mess up is they respond to the thing that happens with an equal level of emotion. Right. 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 Whereas what you really have to do is you say, oh, OK, that happened. Um, all right. What am I going to do? Like slow. Like in combat, there's a saying, slow is fast and fast is slow. You want to think slowly. You want to move slowly in very intense situations. And you get through. Where you mess up, you start moving too fast. Like, oh, shit, this happened. What? Oh, oh, oh. Right, and right. then you're reacting like that. Impulse reactions. On the reactions. water, those types of mistakes, it compounds. Your mistakes compound on themselves. It's kind of like making decisions just in everyday life on it land. Is. Well, mean. it is very much so. But the consequence on water is that you know, you can drown. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. Or you can hurt somebody. Right. Or yourself. Man, your trip looked amazing, and uh, I'm glad you're back, buddy. Thank you. So today on the Man Fuse podcast, now, both of us are married. We hung out in our lives of single men yes. together. We have torn the club up. We've stomped the yard. We've mowed them down. We've had a great time. We've had a great time. Together and apart. Yes. I think we should discuss maybe some of the differences between 
married life and and single life. Now, a lot of these might be obvious, but this gives us a platform to to vent about the obvious and the not so obvious yes. um, factors of being married. It's a good topic. It's an interesting topic. It's a relatable topic. It's a very relatable topic. Because whether you've been married, married and divorced, even if you're just living together, you yeah. might. it's basically like being married if you've been living yeah. together for any decent amount of time. Yeah, it is. And also, you know, your life is just completely different. Especially if you throw a kid or kids into the mix. So on this topic, I want to say during our trip... I had a uh, a revelation. I had an epiphany, Kaylee. So I realized that the foundation of our family is our marriage. And the foundation of our marriage is love. Love. Love in a verb form. Right. It's something you do. It's not how you feel. It's something that you do. You give of yourself. Love, love. <laughs> I would say this. If you want to have a family, I think marriage is such a, a beautiful foundation of a family. Well, because you know? typically in our society and most, marriage is a symbol mm. of love. love. You do that to commit to someone. Right supposedly for the rest of your life to have and to hold death do Which is us forever. part right but typically marriage is a symbol of love now you don't need marriage to be in love or to show love and there are many examples of people that have been together for a long time that don't need that fucking yes. certificate which all due respect no matter what your lifestyle choice is right and that verb love the love verb can love. still be demonstrated Without yes. the certificate. But, uh, uh, absolutely. But marriage is definitely a symbol, which is widely used to express it's, that. It's like an institution. I mean, it's like you walk across the threshold. You do. I mean, there's a threshold between single and married life. Oh, yeah. And I feel like once you walk across that threshold, now marriage becomes a verb as well. Yes, it does. You know right. An action verb. An action verb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or inaction verb. Um, so well, it definitely gets you out of the club. <clears throat> oh, hopefully. Yeah. Well, hopefully. It got me us out of the, you know, the scene. Well, not did. that we were really well, in that scene too much anyways. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it just. I don't know. Being married and then getting a job where I worked, it had me at the Pink Pony during, <laughs> during their buffet on a Friday morning. Funny. <laughs> Funny. Getting some roast beef. Yeah, curtain. Roast beef and gravy. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. That's what they were serving up. Which is just <laughs> absurd. Oh, but I mean, it was it was pretty good. They had the moist beef and gravy. God. Um, and that was just the strippers. <laughs> they should have served sushi. Sushi buffet at so, the Pink Pony. Something happened over the last few days, and, and it inspired me to bring up this topic because, to me, was a prime example of... Maybe one of the differences between single and married life. Now, uh, a mutual friend who I will not name uh, on this podcast, yes. but when he listens, he knows who he's he going to know who he is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. He has been out of town working, which is not an unheard thing because during the on season of his particular right. job, they send his ass everywhere. And sometimes yeah. they'll send him for a week and sometimes he'll be somewhere for a month. He's a traveling man. 
He's a traveling man. He's a traveling man. So his wife's birthday happened to be this past Friday. Okay. Now, and he was traveling? And he was gone. So he was not going to celebrate. Now, my wife and many of the other wives yes. all went out for a night of women's debauchery at the bar nice. and dinner and whatnot. I'm sure that so, my wife would have loved to be there, but we're in the Keys. Yes. So Your whatever. wife would have definitely been invited and she would have partaked. Because he was out of town, he needed my wife to do him a favor, go all stealth yeah. into their house. Right on a reconnaissance mission to claim the gifts that he had purchased for her, remove them from the house yes. so my wife could wrap them for ah. him. Now, amongst- He could have dropped them off or something. This is the last minute. He's like, how do I do? He's outsourcing. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but he's a dude. Sounds like some some Navy SEAL. Yeah. You know. Well, he just didn't want to hand or be like, hey, babe, hey, go, go into go the, to closet the closet. And, and you see these two unwrapped boxes. Those are no, for I you. No, it's a good move. Right. So Aaron did that. On inspecting a couple of the gifts, Aaron noticed that he bought her a wind chime. Mm, nice choice. Is it? Is it a nice choice? I don't know. I, I guess. Know. I, was, I mean, I, I like wind chimes. Okay. Would, yeah. you, would you want one for your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's kind of weird. Maybe it's just something you pick up at the hardware. Maybe she wanted a wind chime. Oh, maybe she did. Maybe it was Maybe one... she said, I really wish we had a wind chime a couple months ago. And right. he was like, Amazon. He got on Etsy. Yeah. And, Boom. And, yeah. Got one made out of beer cans. <laughs> what kind of wind chime was it? I don't know. Yeah. It'd but be it, interesting I think it was know. like. What a, if it was like a little teeny one? <laughs> <laughs> like from the dollar store. <laughs> like ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah. Ding, ding, Yeah. On the other side of it, dude, have you seen the big ass, like uh, eight foot wind chime? Uh, yeah, those are. They're like dong. Yeah, you know? this wasn't that. It, this wasn't that. <laughs> so the other box. Aaron came to find out were some Bombas socks. <laughs> no, granted, I've never slipped my paw into a Bombas sock, but I do hear they are quite comfortable. We'd love to try one. Though. Yes, if Bombas, I... if Bombas listening, yeah, anyone from Bombas, you need an endorser. Our feet need some high quality. Is it bomb Bombas? I think it's Bombas. Okay, Bombas socks. Bombas socks. So, and then Aaron was like, okay, so he got her some Bomba socks. Mm. <laughs> what a giver. <laughs> he really went all <laughs> That was it? No. Okay. There was one more thing. And I don't know if this is a don't ever do, Oh. but he got her a bikini. Oh. Now, would this you- is, that's, that's risky. Right. Now, Ben, would you dare- you might know her size, but bikinis, a two-piece, yeah. are very tricky things. They are. I don't know if it's different for the single woman who's never had a kid before, whose body might be exactly how she was when she was 18 or 19, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but typically... For most women, when a woman has a couple kids or a kid, their bodies change a little of course. bit. We all and, do as we get older. And so, right, exactly. Would that be a safe bet that you would ever get that Negative. right? Negative. Now, granted, you can give her the receipt and she can return it. Yeah, but, but it's just <laughs> what I, do you you know. <laughs> if it's too big, well, then what are you insinuating? And if it's too small. Then what are you insinuating? If it's just right and it looks great, 
you might have hit a home run. We're in basis point range. Right. We're less than 1% on this going well. So that was the other gift. And apparently she tries it on and he gets her a medium. Now, his wife is, she's not big, but she is a tall yeah. girl. She yeah. is not five foot two. No, five nine or something. She's a like tall that. girl. Yeah. Well, she's beautiful. But she's a bigger girl. Like, not like big as in wide, but just a right. bigger girl. Yeah. So she tries on this medium. And, and it's a and, schmedium. And, <laughs> and says, What were you thinking? Oh, no. Everything is like hanging out. Oh, my God. Everything is showing. She said, I can't wear this to any pool. Mm. I couldn't wear this to a nudist resort. Oh, no. Everything's hanging out. And he goes, Well, it wasn't on the model. Oh, oh! wow. Well, it wasn't on the model. Which model are we talking about? I guess the model that was wearing it. In the ad? I guess. I mean, what are we talking about right now? Okay, so let me get this straight. <laughs> you Now you're comparing her to a model in an ad? Yes. This is a situation where I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that you are not intelligent. This is a very intelligent person. But it's a complete guy flop. Oh, yeah. I mean, just all the way from the beginning to the end. I you think know, so. It's a complete dude flop. Well, in his, you know what I mean? in his defense. He was trying to do something really nice and sexy. And, and like, he wanted say, to see her in that. Yeah, mood. like say, like, I love you and like you're such a sexy body. I want to see you in this hot bikini. Apparently, the back part was like a piece of dental floss. <laughs> <laughs> and they've got a couple of kids, young kids. So like. She's never going to show up at any pool like that. Do you think he intended for her to show up at a pool like that, or did he just want to see it on her? Well, probably both. I mean, I don't think he would care. He would stand proudly by her if she went to the pool like that. The other parents would hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, stand proudly by her. Be like, yeah, boy, you see that? Yeah. See that, homie? I'm That's what gonna, I'm about I'm right just about there. to move that dental floss to yeah. the side. Yeah, exactly. Go in for a dip. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now, I have Maybe this... for this listener, lingerie would be a good choice I, for a, this kind of but thing. But see, even a gift Something card. Something private. In a gift card. Gift card's a good move, always. However, you know, I mean, also... Another good thing to do, order a small, a medium, and a large. Ooh. Knowing yeah. that you are going to return whichever one doesn't fit her. Right. Whichever two don't fit her. Ah, oh, that's a good you idea, You can buy ben. a size range and say, hey, listen, I, you know, I don't really know how to size like lingerie or bathing suits. I have no idea. But I thought this would look really, really great on you. So I got a range of sizes that you could try on, and we'll just return the ones that you don't like. Or... If you don't like any of them, no problem. But just know that to me, when I saw this model wearing it, I thought of you immediately. Right. And I just wanted to see this on you. That's a good That's a good take. And apparently... And that's probably the way it went down. He was playing the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I know it's not small, but I don't, I'm not going to buy a large. I think he tried to like... To hedge his bet. Yeah, yeah. He was hedging. He he did not want to buy an L. Right. Yeah. He didn't yeah. want to go large. Yeah. Um. And I don't think she even took it as um as a as a knock like oh the model. But my wife 
was the one that pointed it out and was like to can, miss, to her no to me oh that like can you believe what asinine guy thing he said Such a and, guy then, thing. and then she started getting all conspiracy it was like how did he come upon this swimsuit was he looking at something that led to a pop-up or something i wonder if they've returned it yet i don't know we need a picture of this thing Oh, we do. That yeah. would be a great podcast image for yeah, the next yeah, the episode. Yeah, image. Just a picture of it, like, laying on the bed or something. Right. <laughs> From the back. <laughs> if he tells me where the link is, we can pull up. We can pull up the model. model of yes. this bathing suit. We need suit. to see this model. Yes. Yeah. I will get that info yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, um, that's, that's I will, good. I will get that info today. So as far as our listener is concerned, she's probably laughing it off dude flop yeah you know dude flop right right <laughs> that would be like when my wife asked me how do i look in this yeah yeah and i would respond with something like i think one time and i said this on um the radio show i'm a part of that my wife was who's the mother of three which is one thing I can't stand about women, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say it here. I'm probably putting my foot in my mouth. Yeah. But it's this constant body dysmorphia where they're looking in the mirror and they're like, ugh, <laughs> ugh. And it's like a day in, day out. It's like you either, you see this, yeah. look at this, yeah, because I'm looking cut, yeah, or you see this, yeah. Look at these tits. <laughs> and she's like, look at them. And I and I tried to pay, like one Is time. Is it boob job time? Well, right. She's complaining about them. And my initial response to make her feel better right. was like, well, they're not National Geographic. <laughs> it's one way to they're look at They're not pancake. <laughs> Which is not the right thing to say. <laughs> because by reminding her that they're not as bad as National Geographic. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. I, and those are words you can quote me on. Yeah, yeah. I have said that. Right. Which is not the right thing. Also, another great quote of Kay Lee was the time that, you know, I was about to turn the lights off. The kids were in bed. And I said, baby. You're licking thick. Why don't you come and sit on it? Nice. <laughs> she didn't like that either because oh. where I thought thick was in a term of endearment. I do too. And I'm not talking about T-H-I-C-K. I'm talking about T-H-I-C. Ooh. That didn't get me laid. No. 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 It, no, didn't it was get just you and the <laughs> lubriderm. <laughs> Blue balls. <laughs> <laughs> Those are other quotes. To say, or... Like the time my wife's like, hey, what about this outfit? And I was like, you know, well, if you're going for that Amish look, you're <laughs> nailing that shit. You're on point. Not I mean, anytime oh, your wife says, how do I look in this? Amazing. This is where 100% honesty in a relationship does not come into play. No, I mean, the truth is, even if you don't like it, you love it. I focus on the um, the garment itself. I never focus on the fit. Right. Unless the fit's extraordinary. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that fit is fire. 
That fit is but if I don't like something, I'll be like, you know, I just don't like the cut of it. Yeah. Which is true. I mean, it's true. Well, that's I mean, what I meant by the Amish look. I just didn't like the cut. Of I just, I don't like the cut. It was this like an Amazon thing or something. It was like, right. Right. is this like really expensive or really cheap? Because right. it, it looks to be one of the other things. I just don't really <laughs> like the garment. I, I, I took it a step further. I said, not only did I say Amish, I said, you look like you should be handing out lemonade while your husband resurrects a church. A, a barn. <laughs> builds a barn in one day yeah well yeah you should be handing out lemonade on a one tray. of many wives uh, yeah exactly <laughs> i was like well that's if that's the outfit for you're going for you nailed it <laughs> <laughs> what's next you gonna go milk the cow right it's <laughs> pretty much what i said sure honey uh, jump in the wagon uh, yeah, let's, 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 absolutely because we don't believe in electricity nor engines <laughs> So that is something. Now, if you were a single guy and had been dating a girl, right. you didn't have any kids, uh, maybe you were a little younger, would that have been an, more acceptable as a single person? It's still a big risk. I mean, unless you just really know. I mean, if you're going to be really slick, like let's say, for example, that she likes Victoria's Secret bathing suits. Now, I don't even know if Victoria's Secret has bathing suits, but I'm just saying, right. let's say she likes a Victoria's Secret bathing suit and you know that and you know where they are and you go and you get one and you take a picture of the size and then you go to Victoria's Secret and you buy that size. When you're going to buy clothes, especially like things like that, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's just... You need to be precise. It's an impressive thing if you can pull it off. That's the other side of it. If you, if you come out winning, yes. and then you are looking good exactly. to that person. I mean, it's, it's a heavy bet, but if you win, it pays big. That's right. 100 to 1. That's right. You know what and, I'm saying? And I love, and I'm not knocking our friend, our listener, because this is something that I feel like I yeah. would end up doing because I'm never doing anything Right. I would love to hear other people's stories like this, too. And if you've got one and you want to run something past us or you we want to share, <laughs> check out manfuse.com. You can hit us up at any point. Just, you know, give us a little information about yourself. Tell us your story. We'll review it. Yeah, we'll review it. And <laughs> we need details, though. Yeah, we, yeah exactly. <laughs> how did you fail? Yeah. Or how did you win? How did you win? Right. Yeah. No, I want to hear failures. Just as much as I want to hear wins. I've won in this area before. You have, been. yeah, yeah. With I your have. wife or someone else? With my with my wife specifically. Okay. okay. Yeah. With a bathing suit? I can still remember it. Okay. No lingerie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Just hot. Got the right size. Oh, it was just perfect. Fit every crevice perfectly. It was a little snug, which was a good thing for you. Well, for for everything. Okay. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was exactly where it was supposed to be. But it's a long shot. I think I think it's a good thing to kind of like talk about it. As a surprise, it's a little, you're really rolling the dice. Oh, surprise. Yeah. Put this on and let's see how it looks. <laughs> right. <laughs> you don't want it to be dangling off. <laughs> what do you think, I'm fat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the other way around, it's like a freaking tourniquet. <laughs> sure, you don't got an open wound we need to fucking tie off. Something to stop all yeah. blood flow. Yeah. <laughs> it's not attractive. Not yeah. a good look. Yeah. No. Someone baking bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Everybody has a muffin top. Yes, absolutely. At a certain size. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, single to married, man. Overall, single to married is you go from being you, just literally you are your only responsibility, your life. Well, then you're us. And then you're us. You become we, you know, you become we when you, uh, when you, when you get married, you become officially we. I remember waking up the morning after my wedding and looking at my wife and saying, wow, that's my wife. Right. And I'm her husband. Right. And the weight of it just hit me. And I was like, wow. You know, and, and it's kind of like you're saying, like, we lived together before and we were basically married already and blah, blah, blah. But after that point, it was a different um, dynamic. dynamic. And now we've been married like eight years. And... It just gets better and better for us. It just seems to get better and better as far as life is concerned. Yeah, I mean, I still find myself like so, and I make this mistake all the time. I mean, when I'm when I'm let's say I'm I'm talking about something, or I'm in a discussion with my wife about something, and I refer to it as mine or I. Yeah. And after I say it, I catch myself. Yeah. And then, or I don't even get a chance to catch myself. She, she responds yeah. with, oh, <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not what I meant. Oh, that's what you said. What you say is what you mean. And I'm like, okay, you know what I mean. It's ours. Yeah, yeah. Does that ever happen? All the time. With you? All the time. Uh, you know, I mean, the one of the bigger one of the bigger things I think is that, you know, you do have to put some things on the shelf. You know, um, you are sacrificing some things that you could do, maybe that you want to do in your life. You have to um compromise. You know, everything it becomes a compromise. In the beginning, I think it's difficult to compromise the way you need to for us we're getting better and better and better at at compromising and enjoying the compromise the compromise yeah enjoying that not having a bad attitude about it but having a positive attitude about it allowing that person to lead or allowing that person to you know to show you what they want to show you or take you where they want to take you or do what they want to do and enjoying that process instead of always having to be in charge and do exactly what you want, which is how it is when you're single. Right. Well, you're also, always in charge of your day and, and you're going to do what you want to do. Right. Damn and, the rest. And being single, you're kind of walking through that portion of your life with this not fake persona. You want to show everybody yeah. a certain side of you. Right. Which... You can't do that in marriage because there's no way you could keep no. that up forever. No. So you get to be yeah. the real you. It's who you really however are. However great or shitty you might be. Um, it's so, a multitude of both. Yeah. <laughs> in all of us. Yeah. You know, and that's that's the compromise, you know? On one, two, three, help me. They describe single life as a sweet dream and marriage as an alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's funny. I mean, you know, and and um, I just thought about how you know Jen set the alarm for seven a.m. 
when we had to drive back yesterday. Ew. And dude, we had been out at this sushi spot that we found called Shima. Shima. Shima in Isla Morada, bro. Best sushi I've ever had in my life. We went five times to this place. We were down there eight nights, went five times to Shima. Point being, we met these people there that invited us back to their house. Dude, $20 million house, two acres oh, on the water. So we didn't get back to the hotel room until 3 a.m. Oh, God. To wake up at 7 a.m. and drive 12 hours. Hmm. And when that alarm clock went off, that's what that made me think about when you said that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, because if I would have been single in that moment, bro, you would have slept. I would have slept at noon and just gotten home you at two a.m. or three a.m. I mean, I still would have gotten up. I still would have done the drive, but I would have slept until you noon. You would have called the the front and been like, "I need the late checkout." But right. you know, from her perspective, it was time to get up and go, regardless. Right. And so that's what we did. I rolled out of bed begrudgingly, and right. we got back. <laughs> Fuck this. Now I was glad to get back at seven eight p.m. last night yeah so again sometimes the compromise even right. though it doesn't seem like it's going to be the good th the right thing to do in the beginning or you have the to trust the thing. other person you have to go with it you have to sacrifice what you want to do yep. and then you might find out in the end that it actually was the best strategy so you know when you're married yeah. your sins are on full display for sure basically marriage is like a mirror yeah you know, you have another person who knows you, yes. that at least they think you do, better than you know yourself. That's right. You know, you can build a deep intimacy like that. And I mean, it, that can be good and it can be bad. I guess it just depends on your partner. You know, some of the single days you look back fondly because sometimes being alone is nice. Yes. Sometimes walking in and having the place to yourself, which I don't even ever, I can't even think back to when that happens now. I didn't like it that much. Well, there were, there were times, there were aspects of it. But I mean, now if my family's not home when I come home and exactly. I'm like, and, and I'll be wishing for peace and quiet sometimes because you don't get that too much in my house. But then when everyone's gone, I'm like, where is everyone? It's too quiet. I mean, dude, I did a lot of things in my single life that, we're just straight debauchery. Well, no, I did a lot of things, <laughs> yes, but also that I'm proud of. Of course. That I that I wouldn't have done as a married man, like the Army, for example. Right. Or the multiple entrepreneurial ventures that I did and failed, and some succeeded, right? But right. I'm, st I'm proud of both because I'm proud that I did what I did. And yet, I didn't really step up and become who I have always wanted to be. Right until I met Jen. She gave me the purpose to focus focus and step up my game and ultimately I say it like become a man. Right. Ultimately. I mean I was still a bit of a I, I was a late bloomer from the perspective of you know, like for example, I mean I'm forty one years old right now. Dude, I know twenty two year olds who have their shit together like I do right now. And they're few and far between, but I'm just saying, right. th you know, there's a lot of people that really pull it together in their 20s. Yeah. For me, it was more like I met Jen when I was 30. And, I and the last 11 years have been with her. That's I'm great. 41 now. Wow. Yeah. And look at how my life has changed. I mean, you've, you know, yeah. and, and your life as well. Something about stepping up and committing to that next level and leaving those other things behind 
when you leave all that other stuff behind, it opens space for you personally to to blossom in well, a way that you can't when you don't have somebody like holding you down. You have someone helping you stay focused. I don't You've mean also, holding you down like you right. know, like hold, holding down your your focus. I guess holding you down could be looked at two different ways. Right. But your focus, because your focus is on a million other things when you're single. Right. Your focus is on, you know, going out, being with your friends, you know, that deep inner feeling, I guess, that we're all programmed to try to find a mate yeah, out yeah, there. Exactly. You know, so your focus is on finding a girl to hang out right. with. You see your other friends who are married and you're like, well, I kind of want that for myself. So you've you feel like by going and looking for that sort of thing yeah. that it's going to happen. And well, right, so you're the, dating and you're right, going, you're going out going, to dinner and you're, yeah. you know, and you're out at the club and you're looking for somebody, you know, and you're getting hopped up, making bad people. decisions. Yeah. And, <laughs> but but you that, might add a little too much to drink. Right. But yeah. that that person that you meet that you decide, OK, this I'm going to try to take it to the next level with right. this person as long as they don't turn out to be a crazy freak. Your focus is now switched because you're not seeking mm -hmm. those other things that mm -hmm. are distracting you. That's right. So you've been listening to the Man Fuse podcast. We greatly appreciate it. If you have anything going on in your life you need advice on, let us know. Hit us up at manfuse.com. We're bringing the real shit. Believe that. Man Fused. Peace.